0: hello and welcome to the final ghost podcast this is anna co-founder the final ghost collective and your podcast host if you're new to the podcast welcome each season we explore the intersections of horror film and feminism looking at a particular trip in depth and exploring how it's been presented through horror film and television we've just just wrapped up our season entirely dedicated to vampires but as i mentioned in the previous episode We've got a couple of bonus ones coming up. And this is the first one of those. And it's the first in what is an unexpected, unexpected two-parter dedicated entirely to True Blood. The HBO show that ran from 2008 to 2014 over seven seasons that mostly included vampires but then also expanded to werewolves fairies, panthers, maynats, shapeshifters. It was not originally planned for us to cover the show but occasionally life throws you a blood-soaked bone your way and you kind of just have to grab it and record a few hours of content about it. True Blood if anyone is not familiar is based on the Southern Vampire Mysteries which is a series of novels by Charlene Harris it's based in Louisiana uh, and kind of centers on a young telepath waitress called Sookie Stackhouse and her love triangle with Vampire Bill, Vampire Bill Compton and the Viking Vampire Eric Northman there's a bunch of other stuff happens, but essentially, what you need to know is that this show is all sex, blood. Yeah, it's pretty much it. It's sex and blood. It's very good in some ways. It's absolutely batshit insane crazy in other ways. But it's so fun to watch and even more fun to talk about. And I'm joined in this episode by Azora Barbie Brown. Actor, writer, bloody women columnist, and true blood enthusiast. So, in this first episode of, like I said, an unexpected two parter, we will be talking roughly around all of true blood, but really only up until season four. And there will be a follow up episode to come where we go a little bit deeper in some of the themes, expand on it and you know tackle the way that the series ended the start is incredibly strong so we really we talk about the actors talk about the characters we talk about the violence all the sex we talk about our own relationship to watching true blood to revisiting it kind of wonder why it's not more culturally relevant even now It was a hell of a lot of fun recording this podcast with Azora. I hope you enjoy it. And perhaps if you haven't seen True Blood, this might entice you to. And if you haven't watched it in a while, then maybe this is just a fun deep dive for you to about and remember some of the crazier parts of the show. For anyone who's not familiar with this podcast and on with the final ghost and what we do, you, you can find out more about what we're up to over on our website at thefinalghost.co.uk. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which features newly commissioned original writing by female and non-binary writers about all things horror. If you enjoy this podcast, or if you enjoyed this episode in particular, please do consider heading over to our Patreon and supporting us over there. It's on patreon.com forward slash the final girls, and if you can't, or you're not so inclined, then just leave us a little review. Go over to Apple Podcast, leave us a little review and that really really helps a lot especially as we take a little hiatus right now and prepare for our next full season we will be publishing a couple of bonus episodes centered on vampire stuff and we will be covering new upcoming horror films and with all of that said please enjoy zora and my celebrations of all things true blood I don't really know where to start, except <laughs> thank you, Azor. I feel like I have to thank you. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you for it. giving me a reason, truly, <laughs> because we this wasn't even planned. This was like after our last conversation, after our last recording, we were mm-hmm. like we got talking about the show, and then talked ourselves into this. Yes. And I'm so glad that
0: happened. Oh my god. <laughs> me too. Because what a treat. I mean, a blessing, a curse, a confusing <laughs> experience. Everything. I... Just when I thought I was out, Anna, you
1: pulled me back in, and I, was I like, mean, you send. know what?
0: <laughs> I'm going to enjoy being pulled back in.
1: <laughs> I thought I would never rewatch this show, and here I am, like, two o'clock in the morning, like, just one more episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess just i just want to see who has sex in the next one just i've
0: forgotten let me just keep watching <laughs> oh god there was... so let's let's try to sort of give a structure to this mm-hmm. what is your relationship with true blood so
1: <laughs> i don't even remember it was i was watching it as it was out so i watched it every week initially and it was just it was an hbo show right so it was like hmm it was like a big show at the time and it was before everyone had all the streaming services and stuff. So not everyone was yes. just kind of watching everything. It was mm-hmm. really like, there are really specific groups of people who are like, Oh, I watched this show. I'm that person who I watched. This is my show. Yes. Um, And it was like, I'm a person who watches Sopranos. It was, I was a person who was like, I watch, I watch True Blood, um, the horny vampire show. Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> It was just, insane and because it was happening watching it back and being able to watch episodes in obviously in quick succession is like very different to watching each watching it week by week and yes. being like just not knowing what was gonna happen next I truly can't believe I I watch that show every week just not knowing what was coming and then that being a brand like every episode being a brand mm. new experience. And me just accept it and being like, "'Oh wow, I wonder what's gonna happen next week, and now watching it, where you're like, Oh my God, like this is <laughs> so much happened in every single episode, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, How was I not so stressed out all the time? but um, I loved it. it's just like, I mean, I loved it to a point I never finished it because mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was like, no, no this is this isn't this is ridiculous. <laughs> I give up <laughs> I stop it. Uh, but up until what point did you get? I think just I'm so I know watched... what not to
0: spoil for you.
1: So, okay. So, whenever they're in like there's a bit where like Tara or Tara is in um in like a, some sort of prison. I can't remember where in a some sort of prison. Oh, yes. And Pam comes to get her. Vampire Camp. That's right. like season 5? I think I maybe watched the end of season 5. Okay. And then I was I don't know what made me just be like, "No." But I okay. didn't I don't think I watched past then. Um I got annoyed for some reason. I can't even remember what the reason is. Like I got annoyed. And I was like,
0: nope. Finished. I I am excited. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm we're not gonna promise it. I'm not gonna make you commit to it. But there might be a second part to there this episode after you after you finish. Where I, your blood.
1: <laughs> Anna very cruelly won't tell me <laughs> what happens like at the end. <laughs> so now I'm just gonna have to watch it and um, then we're gonna have to talk about it because I'm sure I'm gonna have questions comments thoughts
0: um, a lot of thoughts feelings (laughs) but that's so it's it is truly I genuinely thought so I had not thought about the show in a long while Mm. even when I was putting together the vampire season I was like ah true blood maybe maybe not Even though I have the first four seasons on Blu-ray, do not judge me. Anna. Do not not judge me. You're judging me. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a... That was a piercing moment of silence. (laughs) You're like, wait. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure...
1: Was Blu-ray even a thing when that show was out? That means... No, I... I bought this, like, two years ago? Maybe a year ago? <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, you're kind of my hero. Um, That's, these revelations, this is, like, akin to you having the uh, Romeo Must Die soundtrack. This is, like, you're just collecting memorabilia for something that I don't know.
0: Uh, You're archiving
1: <laughs> for some reason that I'm not aware of.
0: But, I mean I'm building my horny shrine. I'm building is, my horny you know, shrine. You
1: and Guillermo del Toro do actually have uh stuff to talk about. This is it sounds like his
0: Listen, if you are manifesting me becoming friends slash being adopted am. by Guillermo del Toro, I thank you He's from the bottom of combine, my soul, because I wanted
1: Combine your like collections of things. Because that's impressive. The, where did you did you buy it online? Did you go into a store no. and buy it?
0: You bought it at a okay, store. Okay, so let me, let me give you a little insight into my sad life. Uh so there is a C-E-X, I think that's how you pronounce it, right? CEX. I don't know. Oh yes, I oh, the, you they use they use sex. Sex. Well, I think that's so. convenient. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a sex near my near where I live, and um, you know, before the panini, uh, I would just every time I'd go into the supermarket, I just, you know, could not stop myself from going in and seeing mm-hmm. see what other you know, second hand limited edition blues they had or old world cinema DVDs, as one does. Mm-hmm. And they had the whole four seasons box set of true blood. Also, I had already purchased seasons one and two on Blu ray online. So but I saw the four the four season box and I needed it because I was like, well, seasons one to three were the best and then season four has its moments because it's got the, the one where Eric loses his memory and it's very dynasty with witches and vampires and it's be- Eric's best season in my opinion, we'll yeah. get to that and I was like well I'll have to sell the other two and I'll keep this one and that's how I rewatched them for the purposes of this and now I feel extremely embarrassed Did you about Did you resell it. the other two or do you
1: do you just have double the amount no, I resold them. Okay. No, you I don't resold believe
0: them. Her, but <laughs> okay.
1: That's me with like <laughs> the um the saga comic books. I just keep I don't know what's wrong with me, but every now and again I'm like, I don't think I have that one. And I'll just buy it. And I have all of them. And I'm just like, oh. I need to stop doing this. Like I've done it like three separate times. I'm like, why am I what's wrong with me? Why can't I just check? Why am I like, oh yes, no. Purchase.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, that's how p- that's happened to me, weirdly enough, with the most film bro of film bro films, which is Heat. <laughs> I accidentally bought the Heat Blu-ray like three this. times. I just feel like I do like there's certain things like I do it with books where I'm just like I don't have.
1: Why you know, don't I have this? And I I have two copies, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I do have this. I've done this set, literally several times. Um, but it's True Blood, I have not done it with. That's um, that's I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, impressed I and mean, horrified don't. in equal measure, but like <laughs> mostly impressed, I'll say. Um,
0: well, I remember because I think you're right. Like it was of that of that time where you were either like I'm a madman person or I'm a True Blood person or I'm a Sopranos person, and they were all sort of you know, well, mm. not all of them. HBO was kind of king of that first era of prestige TV, right? But I rem- I very distinctly remember watching True Blood the first season had been already out and I was living in Madrid at the time and summers in Madrid are just as hot as any time in Savannah looks like on screen in True Blood so just remember like in 2009 and I was first moving in with my ex-partner and I was just like sweating all the time and watching True Blood in the sweltering heat of Madrid (laughs) In like this apartment where there was nothing except a mattress on the floor and my laptop, which just had the first season of true blood on it, <laughs> just you, yes, <laughs> this is all I need Sustenance. And, we be- <laughs> and we became so obsessed with it that we would watch after like season two started airing. We'd watch it every week and every week, exactly as you mentioned, it was like the same experience on the on in a wholly different situation. Where was like, "Oh my God, what's gonna happen?" yeah because
1: it really did feel like <gasps> like what is going to happen next i have no clue like because like Suki was always about to be like murdered or eaten at any given point so you were just literally like oh my god something's gonna get i don't know what's gonna happen um <laughs> and and now when you watch it back it feels like everything happened like far too quickly but i guess when there was a week between <laughs> mm-hmm. it made it feel less like that but like now it's like oh this happened a, a lot of stuff happened very fast but, I um, mean,
0: every every episode ends on a cliffhanger of yeah. the size of, like, someone's going to get murdered or yeah. someone's cheating on someone or someone is coming back from the dead slash getting turned into a supernatural there creature of some not sort. not
1: once nary a normal day in bon <laughs> Um uh, <laughs> Not one. Ever since Bill <laughs> Compton strolled into Merlots, there oh. has not been a normal day since then. Like, not once. Not okay. for anybody. Um but yeah, I I I think I just I I to the point I think I told you this for Halloween while I, like one of the during the time I was watching it I was a Merlot waitress but with like, like a bang banging one so I had like the little two mm-hmm. dots in my neck and like my little like hot pants and like either Merlot's T shirt that I still wear and a Murloc's, like, apron and I'm just like this is like so specific and you don't at the time it felt like oh it's obvious and now I'd be like no one would even know. I, and the,
0: I'm so impressed
1: it would be a very specific person who'd be like oh my god that's from true blood otherwise people are just like oh she's just wearing a, a t-shirt from <laughs> some sort of restaurant she's been to at some point probably and would not know it's like a nerdy shirt from a show um,
0: so to dig into the show properly what do you make of the central conceit of true blood like vampires coming out of the coffin vampires living in society
1: So what's interesting is that they don't start it at the point of like, oh, vampires have come out like today or like yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's like two years later. (laughs) It's like, oh, everyone knows they exist. It's fine. So (laughs) it's interesting because they said it in the South to kind of show how like uh, people not liking vampires has kind of replaced regular racism. So people have like put their regular racism on hold Mm -hmm. and gone, but vampires, um, that's a real issue now. Which is quite an interesting way to view it. But then it also means they said it in this like podunk little town called bontan I can't say it any other way but because that's how everyone in the show says it. Bantan. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a bontan, Um and it's and it, it it's just uh it's confusing. Um because it's like when, now if I was a vampire who's been everywhere and the world accommodates you now, you can fly, you mm-hmm. can catch a train, probably. I don't know, there's a million ways for you to travel. But there's like, vampire
0: hotels, as yes, we learn in season and you three.
1: am gonna settle in Bordeaux. Yeah. This which is, is, this is, is which is what Mr.
0: Humor. Which is what Mr. Bill Compton does. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I do have a question about this.
1: <laughs> in the vein of like you could, you've lived for hundreds of years, you can travel everywhere. Why would you still have that accent? Bill Compton strolls in just like, oh, I'm just a little old vampire. And it's just like, really? been everywhere and you're like oh back in baltown my home um and it's just very (laughs) weird to me that that would still be you'd probably have like some sort of like madonna mid-atlantic accent but
0: okay um well i don't know okay i would never i i feel already horrified by what i'm about to say i would never defend bill compton we will come back to that later he is a piece of trash yeah vampire and character yeah but as someone who does fluctuate between accents quite a lot <laughs> i do, i would say that it actually you do pick up the the accent of the place where you're currently at because you just hear it a lot more
1: but he arrives ready like with that accent hundreds of years anna not like not like oh i've just lived here hundreds of years <laughs> Endless locations But Bill's like Always oh, have my accent Like
0: Really endless Northmand locations
1: though <laughs> A whole Swedish Viking And it's just like <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> I just don't buy it But I also don't buy Anyone settling there I'm just like This just would be The last place I mean I mean But also actually So where it's set In Baltan A small town Like literally With I don't know How many people live there But it's gotta be like Maybe 12. a thousand <laughs> Like yeah <laughs> A thousand is generous. Like it's like
0: they're they're all supermodels, yeah, slash supernatural creatures and they all fuck each other. Yeah,
1: it's like the smallest town in the world. Apparently everywhere's like walking distance, essentially, pretty much. If I didn't think that I would be murdered within five minutes for being black <laughs> slash foreign uh, or because I tried to like hook up with the exactly the wrong vampire, I would visit there because everyone's a character, everyone's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't really understand where you'd live there. Um, especially when you're now a vampire, you can live anywhere out in the open. Mm-hmm. But, um, they've chosen to. So, t- fine.
0: If that's what you wanted to do. I mean, do you know what? I'm more surprised. I- Why am I defending Bill? Ugh. I, I don't know, um... but. I- <laughs> I don't know where this is coming What's from. Happening? I don't. i I feel really sick. <laughs> it's like I. I because we we do find out that like Bill is sent there, mm. and then he has this whole like excuse of why are you coming back to Ponton, Bill Compton? Like you're a fucking vampire, and you're rich. You can go anywhere you want. It's like oh, my family used to live here, so I inherited mm. the house because the my last descendant passed away. Whatever. Blah blah. Also, I'm here to spy on Sookie. But Mr. Eric Northman. Who could could literally is an actual Viking? Yeah, is rich as fuck. Could live anywhere. Is probably one of the most physically, like, beautiful human creatures that has ever graced any screen ever. Why do you choose to live in? I know.
1: I'll open a nightclub in this like weird little town because that's a fun thing to do. Like. You can literally yeah I w- I want to do
0: receipts at the end of the night that's what Why I want to do, do a as job? a thousand Why are old you ever? a vampire with a job this is I will
1: never <laughs> get over the what I think what made me give up on the show actually is that the politics I was like listen, if <laughs> I was a vampire and I had to do politics, I had to like I'd be pissed like what is that? like no, I don't want to have to go to meetings. Why am I a vampire? going to meetings wearing a suit <laughs> like uh, like following protocol like I just dis- <laughs> no and it's just like the levels of it the hierarchy of this like like Eric's a sheriff I'm like why do you why do you have not you have two jobs you have two jobs <laughs> that you actually have to like keep afloat like I you have to do things like they're not even just like oh it's like a fun thing I do and I make money on it it's like no I have to like run a business I have to like have everything I have to make sure everything's okay and then technically he has three
0: jobs because he also needs to like deal vampire blood
1: oh yeah because he's like a weird drug dealer Uh, uh, I mean just what is the and and the fact that the dealing vampire blood is like the most taboo of his jobs where I'm like that's Mm -hmm. the most obvious job like, if I had this blood that got people high and I could sell it for whatever the fuck I wanted, like, mm-hmm. that would be my main job. I'd be like, yeah, because I can just bleed a bit, like, every once in a while and be like, yeah, here's some easy cash. I
0: yeah. would not
1: be like, let me open a nightclub. And, like, when Suki walks into the nightclub, she says it's like if Disneyland had a vampire ride. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what yeah. this looks like. Why is everyone yeah. in, like, pleather um, with too much eyeliner? It was just... <laughs> It's, it's like, very
0: Queen of the Damned. Yeah, it's very Queen of the Damned. I, I kind of love it.
1: It's my issue with them—the um, same issue I had with <laughs> with um, Dracula and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, where I was just like, "What era did you pick as a fashion?" Mm, <laughs> what? So this, these vampires—I'm just like, when did you? So you've gone of all the fashions, you've
0: gone pleather. Well, it's like... it's very mid two thousands, don't you think? It's yeah, like very like, mm, cheap haven't... ass Hot Topic ap- approach <laughs> to <laughs> vampires.
1: <laughs> it's just like this is the fashion. This is the fashion you're sticking with that you've seen all the fashion, and you're gone. Yeah, I look like this now because it's cool. You don't know with all your knowledge of many years. You don't go. This is a phase of the early two thousands. Actually, this is this is not a good look, and it won't last. <laughs> and I should actually like wear something else. But, you know, I I mean, I love it. I'm criticizing it. but I absolutely adore it. I adore all of it. I adore how cheesy it is.
0: Um, I mean, we need to discuss, since we're on the subject of fashion, and you've mentioned Fantasia, Eric's bar, the fact that when we first meet Eric, he also has a very, 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 very bad haircut. And as the seasons progress, his shirts, his t-shirts get lower and lower and lower Mm. to the point where you can literally, like, it's not a V-cut anymore. It's like a full-on goes down to his navel type shirt. Yeah. With a blazer. And I don't that was never that was never good, was it? No. Like no one ever agreed that that was an acceptable no. choice for men's fashion. No. That deep V, the deep 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 V
1: no and it's like if you want to show his chest as having to wear something else like I don't why why the shirt that's barely a shirt at this point my mm. favorite Eric look is when he wears uh like a, a tank top with like tracksuit pants and flip-flops yes big fan <laughs> like casual Eric big fan of that look because I'm like you have to be a very hot man to be pulling off this look and still have women be like hmm and that is exactly it's like oh wow I was like do I like that look probably not on anyone else but on Eric Northman yes yes very I mean
0: even the fact that he pulled off being entirely covered in blood and having like those little um, foil bits in his hair (laughs) when you're dying your hair and someone dies or like bursts on him and he's like (gasps) did I get blood on my hair did I get blood on my hair
1: yeah and then that's why he cuts it which is yes
0: it's a big plot point yeah big plot point (laughs) 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 so let's chat a little bit about the characters Mm -hmm. and namely the key love triangle in true blood miss sookie stackhouse Stackhouse. vampire bill and eric northman Uh uh-oh don't say "Uh uh-oh vampires are not supposed to say "Uh uh-oh It's Eric. He scanned you twice. He's going to summon us. He can do that? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Bill Compton. It has been a while. Yes, well. I've been mainstreaming. I heard. I see that is going well for you. Yes, of course. Uh, Sorry, Eric. This is my friend,
0: Suki Steckhouse.
1: How do you know my name? I never forget a pretty face. You're in my
0: vault. Great. That's just great. It's nice to meet you.
1: Aren't you sweet? Not really. You're the parkway of Exatilza. You're Mr. Dekos, I understand you've been asking questions about some of my customers. Yes, I have. If you have anything to ask, you should ask it of me. Alrighty. So, Suki is just. Suki. 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 Um. <laughs> Everyone, any opportunity to say I'm pretty sure there's a supercut of like Bill and Eric oh. saying Suki on YouTube. I will link it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's just she's just this waitress who like an- initially seems unassuming. Like she's sweet, she's like sassy, you know, but that's She looks it. like
0: baby spice, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Bill meets her, and so as far as we know, he's just this like vampires moved back to Bontong and he's like Oh, look at this cute waitress! <laughs> I will say it like that every time um, I'm into it. <laughs> and um and he like is instantly into her, and there's this whole running thing about like she smells different, right? She smells mm-hmm. amazing, and as far as we know as mere civilians, she just like has really good like 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 body scrub or something, but she can also hear people's thoughts, mm-hmm. so maybe she's a bit different um and then Eric meets her. And it's just like, oh, yeah, also, I'm also into this as well. But in like a more visceral, more like, oh, he definitely mm. just wants to have sex with Sookie. Like, Bill Compton's pitching woo, like, in his old-timey <laughs> way, <laughs> using too many words. Uh like, like call
0: it Sookie? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, when he says stuff that's like, um, um, he doesn't shorten anything. So he wouldn't say it, it. he'll be like, it is that. Suki and you're like could you have said it's Bill like come on Ugh. like takes him an age to say anything but he falls for her and she falls for him and we get the impression that Suki's a virgin before this right she's never really dated oh, anyone oh yeah she is a virgin yeah. yeah so her first time is like she like runs in the night to like it's actually very I'm wondering if it is a callback to Bram Stoker's Dracula because she's in a oh, spot, yeah and she's like got her hair out and it's like this very like flowy and she like runs to him in the night and it's, i mean like- that's a
0: very good shout i just assume that pikisuki is like a fucking drama queen she, <laughs> she would just ma- <laughs> she would just do that because she wanted to run through the night
1: i just it just feels very much like that scene where they're both mm-hmm. in there like flowy nightdresses because she's literally so never right. worn a nightdress like that ever again it's like just for that moment she was like oh i just need to run through the graveyard to bill um <laughs> and they have like hot like fireside sex and it's all great and stuff and they're very much in love like almost immediately and mm-hmm. but then there's an eric Muller, and f- which you can't the fact that she pretends to be like disgusted by eric for so long and i'm just like Honey, please. Bitch, please. Like, look at him. You I'm are. A joke, man. This man wants to have sex with you so badly, and he looks like that. You were like, mm-hmm. like, yes. <laughs> it was never down my mind. Like, Suki just pretending that she's just not an interested in any way. But it gets to the mm-hmm. point where she actually like admits it. I think she even she even admits at some point that she'd always been attracted to him and that she'd always wanted mm-hmm. him. And that she kind of Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. In in season four, when yeah. he
0: loses his memory. She's yeah. like,
1: I did always like you. It's like, yeah. Of course look
0: at him. Oh, of course duh. you did. Oh, uh, although so it's just like It's like we I think we spoke in another episode about something else, uh, about the power of the Skarsgard gaze. Oh. And it's like if Mr. Stellan had it, his son this boy, <laughs> Alexander.
1: For sure. And he's just so like like he did make some these little quips and he's like so mean to Bill, and it's so funny because Bill's a dick. So it's yes. just like, so it's so fun. He's so funny and charismatic. And he's like, he's, um, what's he, what's he, the, uh, what's it when you create one? Well, you're the, uh,
0: Oh, uh, he's the, yeah, he's the maker of Pam. of Pam.
1: And Pam's awesome. I'm just like, his whole setup is just cool. Aside from the fact he has three jobs, probably keeps him quite busy. Yes. Um, Like his, Pam's, he's like close, like what a great little situation. Like yes. it's so good. And Bill's so dull, so boring. It's interesting how they set up in the show because when Bill's the only vampire, you know, quite exciting. The minute you meet other vampires, you're like, oh, no, Bell's are really dull. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> oh, <no>. so right. <laughs> and you suddenly realize that he's just like the worst.
0: Because like in that first episode in the pilot, when we're introduced to, well, not vampires in general, because the cold open is really brilliant. I yeah. thought because it's like vampires are not always going to be all gothy and you know pleather clad because the real vampire is like this schlubby dude who just wants to buy some true blood like he's going to Mm. the grocery store and then the next vampire we meet is vampire bill and it's you know it's slow motion Mm. and the light dims and the light is just on him and he's doing his best attempt at you know smoldering intensity (laughs) and you're like your wig is really bad real bad your hair is bad Mm -hmm. And then the minute we meet Eric, even with that shitty haircut and in a fucking throne and looking bored as shit, sitting in Fantasia with his three jobs, just thinking about spreadsheets and receipts probably. Yeah. You're like, oh no, that's what I imagined. Oh <laughs> yeah, this what is I it. Imagined. Here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even Pam, like Pam being like mean as fuck and just like yes. being awesome. I'm just like, oh, this is this is what you'd hope a vampire would be. Mm-hmm. Like not Bill, not Bill Compton, not Bill old-timey. He, like, meets a grandma. Like, what are you doing? Like, actually, mm-hmm. for real.
0: Also, one of my one of my favorite things is the fact that uh, Eric is so much taller than Bill. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, a foot and a half taller than Bill. And he does this thing, which, you know, is great audio content, but I'm going to perform it for you on <laughs> Zoom, where he's constantly, like, looking down and looking up. But it's very, very sexy and he's so fucking tall that he barely fits in the frame. Yeah. And then every time he's on screen with Bill, Bill is just forced to look up at him. Like the little Yeah.
1: Like a little weird
0: weasel that there's he is. Also
1: that bit where like Bill's shopping for so Bill um makes is forced to make as a punishment for killing a vampire, is forced to make another vampire. And he makes Jessica, who I also love a lot. Um She's great. Who's like a stroppy teen vampire who I'm very into um and he's shopping for clothes for her and like eric turns up in a Mm tracksuit i don't know why this i'm just always like why is this like casual wear like really turning me on but like in Mm -hmm. a tracksuit i think he's drinking something or something
0: no 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 he's why do i have this in my brain so clearly no he has his hands both his hands in his pockets and he just has like attracts it but there's clearly no there's shirt underneath, underneath and it. it's just like but he's slightly doing open and he's got he's a chain very much
1: doing that stance where he's got his like head down and he's like talking to yes. bill
0: and I'm, like and how he's is got he got both his hands in so his pockets
1: dominant without really doing anything like he just cuz bill just you could feel bill like feel threatened whenever Eric's around it's just like he tries to like square up to him a lot but it's just like oh you are very much threatened by this person he just has mm-hmm. to be in the room He just has to look at Sookie and you're like shitting your pants um said vampires don't do that which I forgot that I was like oh they don't go to the bathroom I didn't
0: realize. oh my think. god you're right
1: <laughs> because when Pan went in Fantasia when Pan's like the toilets are only for humans and I was like uh-huh oh oh yeah like the vampires just never need to go
0: you know what? I'd actually never thought about it. <laughs> they just don't go. At all. What I thought life. that the I thought that the toilets in, in Fantasia are only for humans because vampires would always like kill the humans yes, in the toilets.
1: There's only one set of toilets, which means that like they're not actually going. No no vampires ever mm. in there, like actually using the toilet. Yeah. And there's not an alternate toilet for vampires, so it makes me think that humans only need to use it, but also vampires can't go in with them mm. because they're gonna eat them.
0: But, um, I mean, yeah, you are right. It makes total sense.
1: Just no no pooping or eating for them. <laughs> Which is, I mean, very convenient, I guess. I can I imagine, like, it's just not a very vampire thing to do to, like, go to the toilet either. I can't really,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just don't really imagine them doing it, like, having to take time out of their, like, yeah. evening to, like, oh, she's so pop to the Like, it's not really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very vampiry. But, like, the vampires in this are interesting also because... So initially, they kind of make it seem like, oh, they're different. Like, they don't... So they say, like, oh, the the garlic thing is just mild discomfort. Like, crosses mm-hmm. don't bother us. We can enter churches. We can, like, touch Bibles, all that stuff. But then, actually, there is quite a lot of, like, very stereotypical stuff, like, silver mm-hmm. affects them really badly. They can't enter someone's house without being invited. Um, and obviously, like, the obvious stake through the heart is, like the the way to kill them, so like I love that they try to like kind of tricked us into being like oh they're different vampires. It's like no, mm. like they can eat garlic maybe, but that's, yeah, that's not really.
0: <laughs> I do like the way that the show from the very first season like sets out those rules super clearly, mm. and it, like a little bit clumsily, I guess, through Bill and Sookie literally having poised cordial, like pillow talk mm. uh, about what like what the rules of being a vampire is so that thing about like you know they can some of them can read minds the glamoring thing Mm. the needing an invitation and that like that if that is rescinded that then that will physically remove them from any house Mm. you know like all of these things it's actually like it sets out the laws of being a vampire in the true blood world really really clearly so then when they push against them or something changes it's like a big thing because you yeah. you know you already know exactly what they can and cannot do and what it looks like, what the effects of it look like.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, that is actually helpful, and it, I love this sort of things. I think they actually nailed how it would be if vampires came out of the coffin, as they say in the show, mm-hmm. and how people would react. Like the store that has is full of stuff to protect you from vampires, and like people's attitudes to it, and the the kind of intrigue but also the hatred and like the fight back and all that stuff and mm-hmm. the politics like as in like the politics in the sense of having a face as in like the late yes. like uh nan who goes nan. on tv and is just like the face of like the vampire like oh well mm-hmm. we're actually like so i think they've actually nailed that how that would mm-hmm. be um that people would mostly accept it but it would they'd be wary of it and especially in small towns whereas i imagine in big cities it's just not Mm -hmm. even
0: people are just very like chill about it probably Mm -hmm. um yeah i i really i really do genuinely still love that about the show is the fact that it kind of creates this alternate universe that's just like ours but like how would it be if these supernatural creatures existed publicly and also like the economics of it Mm. the the underground economy as well like dealing vampire blood as a drug um you know vampire specific sex work you Mm. know the appeal of having sex with vampires and like the taboos associated with that the dangers and the and the pleasures of it like you know what how can a vampire human relationship work like Mm. a vampire hotel like all of these logistics i was like fuck like you really thought about it And actually it's really cool to see it on screen because it's this whole world yeah where it's like oh, oh okay so the first thing that people would do is try to get high try to fuck it or monetize it yeah which is very very human behaviors yeah
1: yeah it's so accurate it's like this is exactly what would happen this is exactly how it would be <laughs> like the, all these things a hundred percent will be happening um like the whole thing that like vampire human marriage is legal in Vancouver um but like so it's like state by or like it's going to be state by state yes. probably that it starts happening and um even that I was just like yeah that would probably be mm. that would probably be how it worked and like yeah if you were dating a vampire the stigma attached with it although i do find it interesting a lot of the girls a lot of especially the women who are fang bangers Mm -hmm. um so Suki always gets her like little fang bites healed up but no one else does like most people other people don't and i'm like why wouldn't Mm -hmm. you like just
0: rather than like walk around with like the oh my god do you think it's because the they only do that if they're like in a relationship right so if it's although then yeah if it's casual then they don't it's like a, it's like a hickey, because Hoyt had his the whole time though. Yeah, Jessica never healed him, no. which is weird. Yeah, maybe it's because they're both quite immature. Maybe. Mm. But um, uh, yeah. And, and what do you make of the um, the non super Well, I guess. Not all of them are non supernatural, but all of the other characters are All the five like... non
1: supernatural people in the show. Um <laughs> five out of twelve like <laughs> citizens of Bontom <laughs> who are not supernatural creatures. <laughs> um I do like the idea because it is that thing. It would, it would, it, I think that's also correct in the sense that like once vampires were out, then all this other stuff would be suddenly like out in the world. It'd be like, oh, these things also exist, but that would give it the freedom to exist. So I, we've talked about Sam Malott. our oh, Sam Malott, who mm. runs Merlot, um, who mm. is just desperate for a girlfriend, um, so asp- like wants it to be Suki, but doesn't really do anything to make that happen for a really long time. Then, when he does, immediately fucks it up by being just so kind badly. of like a twat to her. And it's just like, oh, you just did not need to react like that to certain things. And you'd probably be dating Suki now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he- like fucks up every relationship he gets himself into is a shifter as well which we find out like quite I feel like quite late not late but like a little while
0: yeah like mid season one I think we'll find out and the reveal I actually really like like yeah it's, really, it's great because it, it sort of dangles the idea that maybe Sam is a killer because there's yeah. a serial killer in the loose in season one, oh, he's rolling around um, in the bed yes just yeah. great, great cliffhanger as well It's like, why are you doing that in the of a woman that? who's just been killed oh, Oh, and also dog. the dog
1: always being around, and like you not knowing, yes. and then when you look back, not knowing when it's him and when it's just the dog. Um, it's a, yeah, it's actually really good. And um, who else? Like Lafayette, I love Lafayette. It's <gasps> far and away my favorite character.
0: Ooh, suck it, chicka-chicka brow around. You look like a porn star with that tan and pink lipstick. You got a date? No. When I wear makeup, I get bigger tips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, girl, that's it. These damn rednecks are suckers for packaging.
0: And I get even bigger tips when I act like I don't have a brain in my head. But if I don't, they're all scared of me. They ain't scared of you, honey child. They scared of what's between your legs. Well, I forget. That's nasty talk. I won't
1: listen to that. <laughs> Do you even know what's between a woman's legs, Lafayette?
0: I know every man, whether straight, gay or George motherfucking Bush, is terrified of the pussy. Lafayette! Oh, what are we talking hey, about? listen, pussy? not everybody is gay, okay? Not everybody wants to have sex with you. Well,
1: oh, you would be surprised, Arlene, people you know.
0: <gasps>
1: That's all I'm saying. I love I love Lafayette he's just so specific and I'm like I feel like mm-hmm. this is so much of this actor who's brought this like these he's passed yes. away now which is incredibly sad yeah. but like so much he brought so much to that rocker like this is like just I you I feel like you couldn't write this character I feel like he mm-hmm. had to must like had invented quite a lot of he's like like Lafayette is it, like is like all the stuff he says like all the things, like mm-hmm. calling people girlfriend and boyfriend and like all his little sassy comments i love him um he gets a really rough deal um throughout in a lot of ways in a lot of ways mm. especially in season 4 yeah yeah
0: yeah and he becomes supernatural himself as well he yeah. becomes like a medium and a witch wiccan um yeah and you know has a beautiful love story with jesus as well which is oh, which i know gorgeous gorgeous i love it
1: they are up there with like their first kiss is like one of the sweetest oh. like i was like oh my god like truly butterflies um in that scene it's just really like oh my
0: goodness um also you know what i love them i did not remember it historically but when i rewatched it i was like fuck this show did Lafayette like wrote Lafayette really really well because he is like an openly gay man but also he stands up for himself mm. constantly in the show like it's not like he does not experience homophobia or racism in in Bon tones, but he like absolutely calls people out does not let himself Mm-mm. be bullied or insulted at any fucking point and also everyone in his like around him, his friends, the staff at Merlot, whatever, always back him up. Yeah. i it's like I think that like that community sense of, no, absolutely he is unfuckwithable. Yeah. Like, if any if at any point anyone attacks him, he absolutely fights back. Yeah. And he always has the upper hand and he always wins. And it's such it feels great because I think sometimes with um with queer characters in show like this, it's very easy for them to just become Like not just necessarily tokenistic, but also victims, or like yeah, constantly under duress and and being attacked and having to process all of that internally. Lafayette is just living his best fucking life, and absolutely no one can bring him down.
1: Especially a queer character who he wears makeup and nail varnish and like all these crazy outfits, and so there's a lot he like he's very comfortable in his feminine side, but Mm. then to make him also this guy who can like fight and is not intimidated by anyone mm-hmm. and is not like a asteri- it, it just it just felt like they really it, it i mean it's honestly one of the better representations we have especially from that time i can't even remember anything else that really compares to have a queer mm-hmm. character like that i can't think of anything else that kind of has a character that is so well rounded so well written mm-hmm. um and feels like a real person who has all these facets mm. um it's just it's so rarely done with queer characters and i think it's done really well i love him uh and the, so even much. the fact that he's like yeah he's a drug dealer but we know the reasons he we find out the reasons he, he has all these jobs mm. and you know he's just kind of trying to like live his life and have the best life he has and like have Nice things like happen every now and again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that all gets fucked because everyone who knows Suki is just in danger at all, all times. Um, essentially, <laughs> being fucking Suki.
0: <laughs> i think just... i think like you know not to jump ahead too much but one of my favorite definitions of what the fuck is it about Suki is when pam and season four is like can we just like are we fucking joking can we be done with fucking Suki? can everyone calm down look yeah. at the mess that she's made
1: <laughs> what does she call her she's like all for a gash in a sundress and it's just <laughs> like i mean and it's such a funny moment because the way jason looks at her right after that is just like <laughs> cuz it's like this that's undeniably a funny line and that's undeniably also what's happening like literally vampires willing to die because of Suki and it's just like come on guys like relax
0: and what about the himbo king of Bontom
1: <laughs> Jason Sackhouse <laughs> my poor sweet baby Jason Sackhouse who doesn't know what he's doing most of the time but it's just the most adorable thing.
0: What the fuck, love
1: of you? I'm busy. What's your problem? My problem is my dick. It's been hard since three o'clock. Now, something ain't right with that vamp, Ludgers. You... Well, you shut the fuck up. Sorry. It's your loud ass. And ain't nothing wrong with the shit I sold you. What the hell is it? How much you take? The whole
0: thing. <clears throat> you took the whole thing you a dizzy motherfucker I said one drop two max and you took the whole thing look I was in the backseat of a cop car I had it
1: on me and I panicked okay now just give me something to make it go away I don't care what it costs ain't no antidote to V, boyfriend
0: (laughs) when my grandpa was alive he had gout Mm And he said just the weight of a sheet on his big
1: toe was too much to bear. So help me God, that's exactly what this feels like.
0: Maybe you should try rubbing one out.
1: Were you listening to me? I got gout of the dick. And he doesn't start off a dog, he starts off kind of a dick. And then the minute Mm. he gets kind of, I don't know, he just changes at some point. He just kind of gets a conscience and has like personal growth. And then he's just this sweetheart who falls in love just so quickly with everybody, yeah. with any girl <laughs> that like pays him attention. He's like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. Um, It's so cute. He's just, I mean, everyone wants to have sex with him, but, but I, we talked about this. I was like, why is, I was like, why is not everyone chasing Jason? You were like, but they are. I was like, but I want the guy vampires to be like, mm, Jason Stackhouse, because I'm like, he's just the cutest thing. Why is yes. all the, the male vampires not like? Oh, you know what? Actually, dating Jason would be like pretty nice life. It would be a lovely life. Just like, like you're you're Eric and Jason like... running their club together. Jason could be a go-go dancer.
0: Oh my god!
1: Be oh my so god! So
0: cute!
1: <laughs> oh my god! I want to see the
0: spin-off. <laughs>
1: They'd be so sweet. And I was just like, this is they who they should be trying to date. Just a quiet life. With Jason,
0: start count. Well, I mean, I guess that Jason doesn't have, outside of being very, very hot, doesn't really have that much of a personality. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Suki's annoying, but that's her personality. That's true. Um, and she can read minds, which I guess is useful for vampires. Whether it's Jason, just has a lot I of guess sex. It depends
1: on the life you want. If you want to have really good sex and like someone sweet who'll call you bubba and like who will like make you sloppy joes and give you beer and like just be always around and like try and do the right thing mm. perfect the perfect situation he's just so sweet um so She's he just, just gets such himself into so much trouble just by trying to be like just like wide-eyed trying to do the right thing and then getting himself into trouble
0: also, I mean, Jason gets his own several traumatic storylines, but yeah. Everything that's done to Jason in season four is intense.
1: Season four, Jason, is just Oh my god. I've forgotten actually how horrifying the Were Panthers <laughs> who are all just crackheads for some reason they're like oh we're incestuous crackheads that's us that's our that's our deal um but like um they're the it's like rape it's just just like endless torturous rape where he's like tied to a bed and it's just awful really really awful he and and bless his heart he bounces back fairly quickly but i was just Mm. like this is truly traumatic and I'm at the point now where he's like started to think differently about sex because he's just like realized he used it to fill a hole and obviously his relationship to sex probably changed after he was raped like
0: mm-hmm. in this
1: awful way. There's actually quite a lot of like someone else there's there's more there's quite a few rape scenes in season four. Uh There's that one and then there's we see the flashback of An- uh, Antonia being raped by
0: the vampire. Yes. Oh yeah that's horrible.
1: Is it also... I think... Is it season three where Tara gets raped by... Yes. Franklin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's quite a lot of... Um, yeah. But yeah. but for Jason in that, that was... It's particularly... Particularly, like, just... Oh, stomach crunching. Especially when the little mm. girl is, like, expected... And he, like... Luckily that doesn't happen. But, like, it's just... Oh, my goodness. That poor guy. And... um it just, he just, I love his character arc actually. He gets so much from where he starts to where he e- even is by the end of season four mm-hmm. or by season five is such a difference. He's
0: mm-hmm. so like
1: accepting of people. Even when he's mad at Bill in season four and five, he understands that they both have the same goal, which is to look after Sookie. So like he'll like talk to him differently or understand mm-hmm. things differently. And I don't know. I just think he's adorable. I adore him.
0: I mean, he's very he's very stupid, and very stupid. I'm not saying that as a, I'm not saying that is a bad thing necessarily. But he is like very gullible, like yeah. he he falls into a cult and doesn't realize yeah. it, and he's constantly kind of messing around in weird relationships where he has no place. Like, please stop, please stop getting obsessed with someone and then having sex with them when yeah. you know you shouldn't. It's like it's a big no no, Jason. It's not good for you. But you're, I think you're right. Like, he has this moral compass, right? Like, when he knows when something is wrong, mm. even if he does do it. Like, when he hooks up with Jessica, and then he tells Hoyt, and, and Hoyt beats him up. And he, like, he takes the beating. He's like, you know what? I, I get it. It's mm. I understand. I fucked up. I'm telling you. I, I feel really bad. I feel really guilty. This is what happened. Like, you know, do what you need to do mm. to... I understand why you're angry and he's not like self-righteous he's like very simple but very very sweet yeah and even when he makes stupid decisions he kind of owns them afterwards
1: yeah he he tries to rectify it. if he does something dumb he never tries to like kind of run away from it he's always mm-hmm. like oh I, me- I messed up I should probably try and help fix that um and not in like so so we were talking about like when vampires come out the coffin it, it must have given other soups uh supernaturals like Mm. the freedom to come out so then we not only learn about shifters we learn about werewolves and werepanthers fairies which we'll get on to I'm sure um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um and so the difference in like what I like about Jason is that he's kind of heroic but in this non like yeah there's no like bragging to it there's no like ego really attached to it Mm -hmm. whereas Alcide is the opposite Alcide's like I've charged in to help because I'm a good guy and it's just like this thing that is his only personality where he's just mm-hmm. like oh I guess I'm a good guy who does these things and it's just like you're so again I find him very boring
0: Um, he's the Aiden he's Aiden from he Sex and the City but Aiden. in True Blood
1: yes he's just like or he oh oh, you know you know we were comparing this to Buffy <laughs> I just got too excited <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: we were comparing it to Buffy. Oh, are you gonna say that he's Riley? He's Riley. Oh my god, yes, he is. He's He's Riley. Riley.
1: He's just nothing. He's got a great body. He's very tall, but who cares? Like, so like I care. And also. In the same way that Zant, so Sam is Zander. We figured this out. Uh, not yes, as bad, uh, as, not as toxic as Zander, but still, the Zander. Oh, is the I first.
0: think he is. He is quite toxic, is especially quite toxic, season but one. Zander's yeah.
1: like, I mean, Zander's, Zander's like, I want to push him into traffic. Toxic, like he's really awful. <laughs> like yes. Sam has some redeeming features, but like, um, Sam gets on with with um, Alcide really well. Doesn't really like Bill or Eric, but him and mm. I was like, yeah, because you are both dull and you are both like. <laughs> And, you know, if Sam could wish Sookie to be with anyone, it would be Alcide. And the same way that Zander was like, oh, if Buffy should be with anyone, it's Riley. Boring-ass Riley. Um, and even though Alcide is like a soup, he's just like, I don't know, so straight edge. So...
0: Yes. He's very chill. He's very stable. He's like... He's like a nice, good, old like leather armchair. Yeah, like, it's always there. It's always comfortable. You kind of don't pay attention to it. It doesn't really add anything to the room.
1: No, but, but also I don't know if he's that stable because first of all, his girlfriend was Debbie. So I
0: don't yeah, know. He's got
1: bad. T- he's got bad taste. Debbie. He's was got real all bad taste in over women. Over the place, and I don't know how mm-hmm. stable you are when that's your girlfriend. But also, he after Debbie's death. <laughs> After like he's broken up with Debbie, I think before Debbie dies, he he goes to Suki and he's like, "We had a conversation about how sensible it would be for us to date, and we should do that." And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> "That's a great pitch, Elsie." Are you the sensible guy? Also, when like two vampires are both insanely in love with this woman, you think it's less drama to date Suki? At this moment in time, he's like, let's get rid of all the drama and date each other. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there'll be no drama that you're dating someone that Eric Northman and uh Bill Compton are both in love with. I'm sure that's going to, like, result in exactly zero drama, Alcide. Like, you idiot. Like, I was like, what a stupid suggestion, as if now would be the time <laughs> for that. And then, Sookie, <laughs> like, so... Sookie like murders his girlfriend who he's apparently been in love with for all this time and Sookie literally like murders her and he uh, he's upset about it for exactly like 20 minutes and then he's like trying to have sex with Sookie and I was just like oh my god I just, Alcide like he's not a good guy he's masquerading as one like Riley who is just like I'm a great, I'm just a good guy but actually wasn't that great because he was always like mm-hmm. weird about like buffy's powers and the other guys and all that shit in the same way is like i'm a good guy but it's like mm, you're not doing good guy shit there Alcide like your fiance was just shot in the face and you're around the person's house who did it getting drunk with him just like and he literally says i've wanted this for so long it's like you <laughs> you dickhead this whole time you were lying to debbie you're like no 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 i'm not interested in Suki." and then the minute it's happening you're like i've wanted this for so long <laughs> like you little bitch like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> it's taken you no time to get here i just can't believe like what a piece of shit it's so funny <laughs> i was just like you're yeah, just a liar <laughs> what a liar i
0: mean i, I gotta say there is a lot. We have to talk about all. We have to talk about the insane levels of horniness of the show. Yes. But yes. <laughs> before we do, one of the. There is a lot of sex scenes. There's like three sex scenes per episode. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. But probably the worst one is debbie sexing with Alcide. I was like, you've got this. Objectively, just the level of beauty in the show mm-hmm. is insane. Alcide, Joe Manganello a stunning specimen of a man yeah let's just he's say he's a big
1: tree he's a big <laughs> like sexy tree like let's a make big, sexy no tree. mistake about it yeah
0: you know who should have um ended up together would have been Seed and eric northman just two beautiful trees
1: but they beat no he couldn't keep eric northman Alcide and and bill maybe but he couldn't ah, keep no! eric northman interested there's you not know, a ch- not a child maybe okay. Maybe Alcide Oh I'm sure
0: there's fanfic about this. And I will Jason
1: find it. because they just be cute together. They live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> and like Alcine would chop the wood and like, you know, be the the big burly and Jason would be like the the cute one. Just like the, the twing? The little twi- Like yeah. <laughs> and he'd just be like his little boyfriend and they'd be like really cute together and like you know, Jason would be like, "Oh, Alcy, can we go out tonight? Like, I just want to go out." And Alcy be like, "Oh, okay." And because Jason just wants to dance for a bit. Like, they would actually be an adorable couple. I, I can see it. But can you please write this fan fiction? <laughs> As if it's not already written. Could you imagine? Well, actually, Anna, I have three chapters of it done. So you know, just Alcy and Jason in their cabin in the woods. Sometimes Eric pops in for oh a visit that, that. maybe be turned <laughs> sexy. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Um, you could write fanfic about... There's so many angles to write fanfic about this show. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know where to start. How would you even do it? Because most of the pairings already happen. So you're just <laughs> this like... This is true.
0: <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> where would everyone <laughs> in the show has fucked each other. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. <laughs> so you'd be like, this... oh. Uh. I do love that this show literally... Uh, I can't remember which episode, but uh, throughout this whole vampire season, I'm just like... S- Staunchly opposing any straight vampire. It's like, this is not possible. Yeah. Right? This show is the most pansexual show I think has ever existed. Like, obviously, 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 everyone is fucking each other. Everyone is fluid. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Except
1: Bill Compton because he's dull. Yes. There's one bit, there's one scene. What is it? He's like, quite, he walked in on something. He walked in on Jessica having sex with Hoyt and he's just like, oh. And it's just like, oh, you're a vampire. <laughs> she's a vampire I know you made her, but she's not literally your daughter. Like, relax. Mm. He's literally just like, oh God, I'm so sorry. He's like so embarrassed. Um, so I don't know if he's as like like Eric's definitely just banging everyone. Um yes. But but like Bill, I think is he's like a straight edge vampire if there's such a thing. For some reason. <laughs> I don't know why he's made that choice for his life, but I guess it's not he's where fucking I'd be. Dull he's just so boring like the fact that he proposes and like yes i in that world i'd be like supporting i'd be like yeah vamp should be able to marry humans but i'd also be like why would you why would you marry someone and tie yourself to someone and like watch them get old and then what and then like they die and you're like right anyway so on to the next (laughs) hundred years like what are you doing like no that seems ridiculous to me that seems like a mistake you don't want it you don't want marriage that's stupid um but like the fact that he's the kind of vampire that would propose in a French restaurant, oh, just all of it so cliche, so Bill. Um, oh, shut, up, just- Bill. <laughs> shut up, Bill. It's just shut up, Bill. So we're
0: just about to talk about
1: um all the sex in True Blood. All the sex. I mean, I think it starts really early on with um. I actually remember reading about this. Fir- the se- first time we see Jason, where mm-hmm. he's going down this woman who's watching the news right yes and it was like this role reversal of like that he had his head in her lap and his head pops up um which is what usually you would see like or usually be a woman in that kind of the way yeah. they framed it and stuff so it's really clever stuff
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um it's really sex positive like there's there's no real um shame in the fact that you're having quite a lot of sex or mm-hmm. that you I mean, there's obviously the people who like question who you're having sex with, but the fact that everyone's banging all the time doesn't seem to really bother anybody.
0: Um, No. (laughs) And there's also like quite a few, not just romantic relationships. So people are not just having sex with each other when they're romantically involved, but very often they will like, Just arrange either casual hookups, Mm. or they very openly just say like, "Oh yeah, I'm fucking other people," or this is just a friends with benefits situation. Mm. And like the conversation around sex is very open. It's not just on screen for titillation. It's Mm. always also being talked about because it's a big part of everyone's lives.
1: Yeah, and I I do I do love that, and especially with the fact that like these vampires around and uh, obviously like uh, sex is a big part of their existence apparently and it's like well yeah of course they're like doing all this stuff and um, like the fact that it's kind of casually in scenes rather than it being the f- point of the scene sometimes like when they're at Fantasia and like someone will like stop having sex like answer the phone or like I'm just like yeah <laughs> I love that it's kind of just in some ways in the background in some parts because mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah it doesn't need to be Oh, and then sex happens, and then all the things after it and all the yes. things before it. It's like, no, it's just. I mean, it's sex only sex like that with Suki and Bill. It's only yeah. like
0: oh god, it's only when like that with Suki and Bill. Out a yeah.
1: grave and has sex with her. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, <laughs> there's definitely dirt everywhere. Like that's not, that's, that's not a good situation. That's a yeast
0: infection waiting to happen. Right there,
1: right there. Um, but yeah, it's just. Um, Yeah, so Kimber's always like really And even even though she like loves Eric when she's sleeping with him, it's a lot Mm. sexier. The sex they're having is a lot more like intense and like it seems more fun. It seems less Mm -hmm. like soft focus, like romance and more just Mm. like fun. And also what's funny, because we see um Eric having sex at one point down in his like little weird dungeon thing. oh
0: my god i was just about to bring up that scene it's one of my favorite ones the speed <laughs> the speed sex yes um
1: yes. where this girl's like kind of like in this like weird swing thing he's just like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. um and i was like it's interesting and we see also pam doing that she's going down down on, on, the, same on yeah. the same
0: girl on the same girl it's a like, vetter the dancer from estonia is
1: getting it from everywhere Veta's having a great time <laughs> um but um he doesn't none of them do that with Sookie so they have this ability Mm -hmm. also and we also see it in the videos when women are being murdered and there's a video of that woman who's killed having sex with a vampire and he's kind of having these like weird like but then with Sookie or when we see them when we actually see vampires having sex with like another main character it's all very Mm -hmm. like not gentle very flowery yeah Yeah. but like it's it's just like regular sex but they're apparently amazing at it (laughs) <laughs> which is unclear whether over- after just so many years you get good at it or whether it's part of like a vampire power that you're just automatically good at sex now um well
0: the only ones that this is kind of explained with is Eric and Pam because Pam used to be a sex worker and a madam yeah so sex was her her profession and she and Eric like started off as um like he was a client of hers mm. i think from memory i think this is like season six maybe five it's
1: five so he's like yeah he basically saves her from some guy who's gonna kill her and then becomes her exclusive client and then she asks him to Make
0: her turn her, yeah. Yeah. But then also when we see the flashback of young uh, human Eric in season three, and by the way, we have to talk about Russell, Russell Edgington because that's probably my my favorite character. But um, you know, he's like he's like a little. He's very slutty. He's just you know wandering around there with the milkmaids and his Viking farm or whatnot all day long. So he was like that is a core part of who he is anyway. Yeah. And my favorite part about that scene in the dungeon, aside from the fact that Pam is like, oh no, Suki is she over? power yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, <no>. please stop <laughs>
0: is the fact that Eric is having sex with a Veta in like that vamp mode where he's going really quickly. And then as soon as Suki arrives, she's like pretends to be bashful, but actually she's totally looking and yeah. he like turns around there's like a close-up of his face where he's like i know she's looking i'm he gonna like, turn around like, and give her the whole thing
1: 100 he still has a hard deck so he like literally turns around <laughs> and just, like strolls over to her like hey yeah it's just like i don't know how you're not a bit like oh my like <laughs> <laughs> like so can we turn, oh this is just disgusting you'd be like even if you hate, like, really hated that guy, you Suki like,
0: is a fucking liar. Suki's a liar.
1: Absolute liar. She's just. Stop like, lying, Suki. Stop lying. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of. And I love the first time Suki and Eric have sex. It's like when Eric having. We also talk about Eric losing his memory. So, oh, my God. <laughs> which is, I mean, the switch over to him being this adorable, like, puppy dog of a vampire who just is like Crocodile. Crocodile in the <laughs> lake. And like when he like eats the fa- her fairy godmother and then he's just like but well, she's like, you just and he's just like Sorry.
0: <laughs> and he's just no! so cute. And you're like, "Oh, who can say mad at this one?" He's like one of those giant, you know those giant mountain rescue dogs that are about yeah. like the size of a fucking pony, but they're so fluffy and cute. You're like, "You're he's so big,
1: like, you're not going to hurt me even though you could literally crush my all around, you. like bounding around, just being ah! cute." But then did not forget how to do it. Did not forget that part. So when they do it in the forest, and it's just like and then I guess he like carries her doing it all the way home. And they do it, like, in the front of the stairs, on the couch, and they move upstairs. I'm like, this is how I don't know how long's time... How much time's passed. Um, I don't know how you moved from each location to each location. But I am just like, this is... This looks great. Sookie looks like... This is not a sex she was having with Bill. This is not... Mm. She was having grave dirt in your vagina sex with Bill. <laughs> she is not having that. Not with Eric. Um, They're having, like, sex in the moonlight, in the forest, and then, like all that she just looks like and she looks and I know it's acting I know they didn't really have sex so it doesn't really make sense as a a sentence but she looks so much more satisfied after she's like no one like she just she's just a bit like wow yeah she just feels really loose after like she's had sex with Eric with Bill it was still like she wasn't like that she wasn't like loosey-goosey just like like high she just had the best time of her life
0: I mean, that's kind of concerning that you bring it up because Anna Paquin and Stephen Moyer, who plays Bill Compton, are actually married in real life, and we're married. Like,
1: I don't like- know how you were on oh. that show, and you're like, oh, I just get to like have all the sex scenes with these two men, and, but I'm going to end up with this one. <laughs> um, is and I also wonder at what point they got together, and at what point when she's like doing, so she's making out with both of them. Was there had then just be, like in the scene, just like. <laughs> It's fine, just, it's fine. No, you should make, yeah, I, I totally understand it's in the script, you have to make out with this incredibly hot Swede, Swedish man. This,
0: how terrible.
1: How, like, <laughs> how would you even get through that? Like, I'm not, I'm of course not threatened at all by Alexander Skarsgård. No, no, he's like a foot taller than me um, and looks like a Viking. But no, no, not, not at all threatened by that. <laughs> I'd be losing my mind. I'd be like... <laughs> Do you like it do you, how good do you like it
0: like <laughs> eric Eric is the best because he also like he knows exactly how to weaponize his hotness, yeah, like he literally turns it on and off mm. at will as like the minute you're outside of his like you know purview or he doesn't want to waste any time with you, he's not attracted to you. he's like fuck off, he's super cruel, mm. he's very cruel to vetta and, and most people, but then. If he wants you, oh my god, or if he wants you to want him, it's like a charm that he turns on. And I'm going to use this as a segue into Russell Edgington, because that's what he does to Talbot Ugh. and to Russell, yeah. where he's just, you know, he does these little things where he just, like, strokes. Playing them short. both,
1: like, fiddles, like,
0: my god. Goodness.
1: Beautiful to watch. Yes, yeah, the, all the when he's like, well, he forget like he's almost like forgotten himself, and he's just like, sorry, I'll, um, like he like he's staring oh, at Russell sorry. and he'll be like, oh, I'm just staring. looking I'm at just... my,
0: oh just my, my pecs, God, he oh, is sorry. just, did you, did you... oh, is, oh, is this my ass, oh, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, oh,
1: excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, just, and even though I feel like part of them probably knew he was acting, neither of them cared because they were just like, yes! but... <laughs> <laughs> Attention from Eric Northman is just it, whatever in whatever form it comes in is like, and even the fact that when Talbot, like he's just before he kills Talbot, when he's mm-hmm. like, um, Talbot's like, take your clothes off, and Eric's just like, the fact that you would have this man who just is doing what you say, but in a way that makes you feel like, oh, he's not like some, he's not like under my heel in any way, like he's doing mm-hmm. what I say because he wants to is like just the. And then Talbot calls him daddy because that's exactly what the situation is. Talbot's like, yes, daddy. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. You are
0: not wrong, Talbot. You are not Not wrong. Not mistaken,
1: not mistaken. Um, But yeah, Russell Edgington is a fantastic character. Such a good villain. Such a good villain. I actually wrote down one thing he says because I was like, this is so... That actor, he's a great actor anyway.
0: Dennis O'Hare yeah yeah love him in American Horror Story just
1: a fantastic actor and watching him in like a spe- and um Alexander Skarsgård because is- I think the ch- when Ale- when he loses his memory Eric and then gets it back it's also a testament to his acting because mm-hmm. he he's literally so goofy suddenly he's a different person and mm-hmm. then the minute he changes back you see it like you're like oh he's he's back and it's like yeah, so good, yeah. But there's a bit. So Russell Edgington, who's like the king, is he the king of Mississippi, right?
0: Yeah, he's the king of Mississippi, and then Queen Sophie is the the queen of Louisiana. Louisiana. Right. So Eric and Bill report into her.
1: Yeah. So he's a king of Mississippi, and he has this like, and he just like he has a, you know, his husband Talbot, who, you know, likes all the finer things and decorates the houses, but like he kind of keeps his like a housewife. Um, while yes. he goes out and does whatever he's doing um and he essentially just wants to be in charge of he he doesn't he he in the most pure sense of what a vampire is wants to be that in the sense that he mm. just wants to be able to kill and slaughter and have sex and just be this like vicious creature that he that he is made meant to be and not, what's interesting about him is not even in the way as we find out in season five that there's like the Sanguinistas who mm-hmm. believe in this religion of vampire where it's like Lilith who's a mother of vampires and that they should farm people. He doesn't even buy into that. It's not like he's like oh I believe in the true. He's like fuck religion. Also, I just want to be this feral creature who gets like wear nice clothes and do the things I want to do. Um, and I love him. What are like a chaotic brilliant like oh i love him and um there's when he like just starts it when talbot dies and he's carrying talbot around in like mm. a jar <laughs> like the whole time like a little like glass urn um when he rips out the newsreader's like spine or oh my out, god like on live on tv which is
0: whoa that whole scene that whole monologue that cliffhanger yeah. it still still gave me chills so, i like- mean i've seen I- <laughs> you it's, wrote down the monologue? I recall oh! the end bit
1: where he's just like what the which is the crux of what he wants. When he's talking mm. about like them being equal of humans, he's like, Why yes. would we seek equality? You are not our equals. We will eat you after we eat your children. And then he literally he's, and he says it and he's it's so perfect, it's, it's so terrifying yes. and so perfectly toned. And then he goes, And now for the weather, Tiffany, and it's just like hilarious. <laughs> and like you are unhinged. Like Amazing, such a good character, so fantastic. He's such a good baddie. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: my name is Russell Edgington and I have been a vampire for nearly 3,000 years now. The American Vampire League which is to perpetrate the notion that we are just like you and I
1: suppose in a few small ways we are we're narcissists
0: we care only about getting what we want no matter what the cost just like you global warming Perpetual war, toxic waste, child labor, torture, genocide. That's a small price to pay for your SUVs and your flat screen TVs, your blood diamonds, your designer jeans, your absurd, garish McMansions. Futile symbols of permanence to quell your your quivering, spineless souls. But no in the end we are nothing like you we are (laughs) immortal (laughs) because we drink the true blood blood that is living organic and human Hmm. and that is the truth the avl wishes to conceal from you because let's face it Eating people is a tough sell these days, so they put on their friendly faces to pass their beloved VRA. But make no mistake, mine is the true face of vampires. Why would we seek equal rights? You are not our equals. We will eat you after we eat your children. Now time for the weather. Tiffany?
1: I think he's like my favorite bad guy
0: of, of the, yes. all the things. Um, 100%. Because I think ultimately it's like he works so well, even as i has been watching this, because he's still a vampire. Like, we mm. know what he is. And he's he's one of the oldest one he's one of the most powerful ones and he is unhinged. hinge but he's also so like he's got these things that he does really care about he cares about talbot that's mm. what he cares about everything else is like he's always on the side of you know he's not a moral creature no. he, like he is like a bigot underlying all of it he's like vampires are superior creatures everyone else is just food there mm. you're not you're not at our level And then all of, you know, his history that we piece together, like how he worked with the Nazis, how he's worked with the werewolves for ages. It's all about power and control. Mm -hmm. Like he's really fucking scary because he's so relatable to the real world as well, where he's so convinced of his own superiority Mm -hmm. that it justifies in his brain all of the evil all of the evil and wrongdoings that he does, but then the minute someone does anything to him, like when Eric kills Talbot, he completely goes off the rails. Completely yeah. goes off the rails. And I love how like after season after season three, after that like uh display on live TV, the whole avl the american vampire league or the league of vampires of america like go on to crisis control mode where there's like we are now living in a post russell edgington world is what they say where it's like that moment is so huge and so yeah. momentous that's like you know it's a it's a, like a terrorist attack on live television Which because is, it is
1: when nan is an interview saying like you wouldn't condemn all humans when a human does something like it's one person. He's an extremist. He's not representative of all vampires, which is a conversation we actually hear so much when there's talk of like terrorism and stuff like that in mm-hmm. our world, where suddenly, like, unfortunately, Muslim people are having to like talk and, and be like we have to prove somehow that they're not part of it as if it's not obvious it's like yeah. the action of one person or a small group of people. Yeah. Um and they're having those conversations where they're like it's not all of us that's one person. Um yeah. and I think what they've done really well in this show, I think better than again a lot of other vampires we started this this whole thing being like this ridiculous show but now we're like actually um <laughs> they did really well is giving these vampires genuine real differences in personality Um, the fact that they were people before and the fact that that carries on to kind of uh, into who they are in this world like it informs Mm -hmm. who they are after they become a vampire they're not yes they all have the common traits of like the bloodlust and all that stuff but that is not what defines them the fact Mm -hmm. that we see characters like Russell Edgington who's like out like out of the realms of normality for even vampires who all think he's crazy as well Uh, Queen um uh, what's the nice uh, Sophie. Sophie, who's like another kind of eccentric, which is also ties into them being royalty, which mm-hmm. makes you kind of weird anyway in this world and in that world. Um the fact that Bill's so straight edge and Eric's not and Pam's so mean and grey and hot. Um and even when Bill turns Jessica, seeing her be this kind of out of control vampire to this stroppy teen vampire who wants to go and do what she wants to being almost like so sweet like when she's with Hoyt that she like is like oh trying to be as normal as possible to finding her own like space to figure out who she is like around season end of season four season five Mm -hmm. she starts figuring out who she is actually and what she likes to wear and you and it's not like it doesn't feel hacky or like rushed it feels like real arcs all of them have Mm. these real character things even Eric, he's mostly an asshole to a lot of people, but he likes Suki. And initially he says he likes her, but obviously it's more than that. And you see that throughout. Mm-hmm. But then when they get together, he and after he remembers stuff, he tells me he loves her. So he, he is in love with Suki, but he's still a, he's still Eric when he gets his memory back. Like so there's a part yeah. when Bill's like, I want you to be happy and that's so like Eric, then that's fine. Rather than being like saying the same thing, he's like, see Suki? Yeah, okay, fine. Bye. and he's Go like <laughs> Bill had his shot, he blew it. Like in front of Bill, he's like, Bill's like a loser, like and he just doesn't doesn't even try to like even it out and like be a good guy too he's just like see Bill's a dick like we can be together now and it's, it's like he's still even when he's being sweet it's just Eric he's like yeah. anyway fuck Bill let's be together Um, and seeing him around Godric and like it's still mm. like teeny tiny Godric is adorable but like um, seeing him around these people and it, it's still being him but seeing just how he's how his personality how his character is in these different situations is it I think they've just done a really good job of giving and like we were saying about characters like Lafayette and Sam they feel well-rounded even the characters who aren't Mm -hmm. in it that Arlene who's not like in it huge amount feels like a full well-rounded character um Mm -hmm. like uh, Tara's mum uh uh what's her name um May can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Letty Mae. Letty Mae. Um, she for even when she pops in for a scene, a uh, Lafayette's mom who's not in it at all very much feels. Inc- she's incredible. Um, Lafayette's
0: mom, played by Alfred Woodward, just
1: absolutely inc- <laughs> calling him Lala, and like just all her little bits are just like perfect. And I'm like, I don't know how she did this.
0: And then in that scene where him and Jesus have like had sex for the hooked up for the first time, and you know that it's special and you know that it's meaningful, and um she comes out and she's like, "Oh, I see you now." Oh, she's like,
1: "Oh, been... yeah." And then she's like, um, even that bit where she's at the house, she's like run right away to like Lafayette's house. All her scenes in that bit where Laf- La- La- Lafayette's reaction to her. I'm like they feel like real mother and son this is done so well when she tries to take his ring there's even that little like moment where she hugs him goodbye and he's like you're not leaving my ring and I'm like this is is this scripted like this is <laughs> this is so well done and and I think they they've, they've, it's really well written as far as mm-hmm. the people are the characters they feel like none of the decisions they make seem out of character ever mm. really which is a testament to like how good the writing is. You're never like, why would this person do this? It, everything makes sense. For like,
0: the only character that never makes sense is Suki. But everyone around yeah, Suki her... never
1: makes sense. Suki's just no. running around being mostly an idiot, like just being like, yeah, getting herself into trouble, getting herself into more trouble.
0: But we ha- we there's an amazing the biggest character that we haven't spoken about at all is Tara.
1: Yes, who also has probably the hardest storylines, has the hardest Mm -hmm. thing. She's having a hard time from the beginning. Uh Uh-uh, do do not snap at me. I have a name and that name is Tara. (laughs) is isn't that funny, a black girl being named after a plantation? (laughs) No, I don't think it's funny at all. In fact, it really pisses me off that my mama was either stupid or just plain mean, which is why you better be nice if you plan on getting a drink tonight. Sorry, man. Okay, things just kind of go from bad to worse for her in a lot of ways. Best friends is Suki, hates vampires, worried for a friend all the time, in love with Jason Stackhouse, only woman in Bonton he's not had sex with. Um, just... Oh my
0: god, that, those scenes in season one where she's trying to, she's like, I just, I just want to fucking once. That's all I want. That's yeah. all I want. Just once. And it's like, it's about to happen, it's about to happen, they're saddling up together, and then he's like, oh, I gotta go have sex with this other girl. Or when he
1: realizes he likes her, when he's on V. Mm. And then it's just so high that he ends up fucking that woman behind the dumpster outside and you're like oh man i just
0: thought tara bone literally i
1: know and then she starts the thing with sam and then sam like is weird i don't know they're both kind of like not handling very well and it's just obviously he's like still in love with sookie it's just not a thing Mm -hmm. and then she moves to new orleans and meets this girl who's amazing Mm -hmm. i don't know for the life of me why she came back and stayed come come back say hello to sookie and then leave like truly, yeah. truly, you did not need to stay, you had a you seemed like your life was like
0: better, outside yeah, one hundred percent,
1: yeah, one hundred percent, and then, um, she had her her mom's an alcoholic, I also love in this show that they were like, oh, yeah, there are were panthers, who are crackheads, um, there are werewolves, there are vampires, um there's fairies, um, what else are there? there's witches, um there's ghosts, there's mediums, but hoodoo, not real absolutely not <laughs> that is where we draw the line it's fake news no um uh, they're like oh no that hoodoo lady no she wasn't anyone no no that's not real not real it's like so that everything exists but this no not so much not so much
0: no no, um, no no we've got we've got time for main ads but we do not have not time for hoodoo,
1: hoodoo. um on oh, main ads yeah right main ads exists like <laughs>
0: That, he did. that was that was probably I, I mean visually it was amazing in season two the whole Maynard storyline but actually on paper rewatching it I was like this is a little bit too overly complicated isn't it it's like it just went on for too long yeah and it's like oh so she needs to believe that she wants to die and then you can kill her and then via a giant bull I was like okay so this is a bit and this then is also very... the fact that she
1: helped other people in the prison system oh and the jail like so that they knew her so i was like so she's been doing this but then also doing this at the same time again why is she in this town if you're this person why are you there just to chase after Mm. sam like come on and it goes she has all this power, just keeps going for so long all these parties all these things like why the slow build why not just go for it like before sam's wary of your existence there or like aware of what you're doing why did you give everyone so much time to like Mm. figure out how to defeat you or whatever um but yeah i just tara has like because yeah she gets all caught with that then the person she loves from that gets killed and then tara gets killed saving sookie and they turn into a vampire which she hates and then you know it's just she has a really rough time of it but she's a great character Mm -hmm. um um she does a lot of angry storming out a lot of it yes that's like her main she- thing mm. <laughs> to do um and uh, she gets caught up with the witches even like everything that kind of where that they're, they're going to be the thing that ends up getting like defeated at some point she somehow mm. is involved with uh the witches who of course is led by fiona shaw and i completely forgot that fiona Sh- i was like oh my god fucking fiona shaw is not this <laughs> she was like, Yeah, I'll do some RSC for your little vampire show. Um <laughs> she is doing so much, but yeah, she gets caught up with the witches and that stuff, and then she's like stuck in that situation and mm-hmm. yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Lafayette's cousin, I love their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um it's just great their relationship. Whenever they have scenes together, I'm so happy. there's not enough. that would be something I would complain about. There's not enough scenes mm-hmm. of Lafayette and Terra together when nothing traumatic's happening like
0: yes yeah they're they're like great support systems for one another Mm. but it it is also always just very heavy like very heavy human and supernatural trauma and like what i do love is that tara and lafayette both do like actually don't bounce back as easily like no. they carry the scars of all of those events that we see throughout the show whether someone like Suki is like are you just like are you glamoring yourself after I every fucking life or death situation like how what are what are, what are you thinking are but you thinking i guess it's with Suki there's always
1: some man's always going to run in and mm. save her like no matter what someone's always going to so if you're living like if it's not one of the three men who like want to have sex with her it's her brother um, and if it's not them, it is Tara or Lafayette or Sam. Mm. Um, one of the four men who wants to have sex with her. But like so <laughs> So like um do you mean there's always someone to save Suki, whereas Tara mm-hmm. and Lafayette do not have that. Yes. Most of time they're trying to save themselves as well as someone else in the process, mm. but a lot of the work has to be done on their own and a lot of the recovery is done on their own. Someone's mm. always checking in on Suki. Um, like she has the support network that no one else seems to have. And I'm glad they address it in the show. Like Tara's even at one point, oh yeah, fucking Suki, like you know, she always has like everyone gets to a point where they're a bit annoyed that she's always the yeah. main focus of the trouble, but always has someone's like, look out for her. Whereas no one else has that like like net mm. below them. Um mm. and we have to talk about the fact that Suki is a fairy. Yes. Which is which is like <laughs> of all the things that, all the supernaturals in the show, remember that that was a big reveal and I was just like, Oh really? Like it's so disappointed. No.
0: I was like, A no fairy? Fairies. Okay. No. Like that's not okay. Um I'll even take the crackhead wear panters. Right. But I draw the line of fairies. I'm uh, like, and, like weird, also like, why like, are they why are they all dressed in fairyland? like extras in a panic at the disco music video
1: why why when they're in the fairy club yeah is it like some weird sexy circus and i'm like what what are <laughs> fairies deals like what is their vibe i don't even know what they're doing what's their whole their like, vibe on detra like their whole vibe is that they're really sexy they're just like walking around being like oh i'm just a sexy fairy uh, and i'm like I'm wait so do they really a look sexy like, those weird, fairy. like goblin things that we saw with those that sh- as well like And they just, like, pretend to look like this. I'm like, I'm so confused about that entire deal. Why are they wearing top hats? So bizarre. What's happening? (laughs) Um, Like, why? And (laughs) it was just and that idea that vampires killed lots of fairies and they're extra scared Mm. of. And I feel like it wasn't enough of a payoff to where it came in the story. And for it to be like, oh, vampires especially, like, obsessed with fairies and fairies especially scared of vampires. Mm. It came too late for that revelation, I feel like, that they're especially scared of them. But also, it was just not a payoff. Like, it was just a shit payoff. It was just like, mm. oh, she's a, f- a fairy. Great.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been really... I don't know. It would have it would have worked for me a bit better. Obviously, this is based on books and stuff, so they kind of had to stick to a mythology. I haven't read the books, to be honest. No. I would have rather that she was some sort of, like, lone odd- oddball who yeah. could read minds, who had, like, occasional special powers of some sort, But the only thing that seems interesting to me about Suki is the fact that she's kind of very lonely and isolated. And Mm. it's difficult for her to build relationships because she does, you know, have this power that makes it very difficult. Mm. Um, But it is also something that her close, the people closest to her know about her. Yeah. So she like, and the fact that, you know, this attraction with Bill and with Eric, with vampires in general, is because she can't hear their thoughts. So it's like, oh, that must be so calming. And mm. soothing to not have to worry about that side of herself with someone. But the whole fairy business, I was like, oh, just no no more, please, no more. No more. Like Dane De Haan, by the way, Dane De Haan, as a <laughs> were-panther.
1: As a dirty little were-panther. Uh-huh. I did not remember that. <laughs> And they've just shipped everyone in. Just so much is happening. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm impressed. Like I they've covered the supernatural world in a way that I think I quite like. Every group mm. is quite specific. Like the werewolves have their very specific thing, were panthers have their specific thing, vampires, blah blah blah. I'm not okay with vampire politics. I think that's very boring. I just don't know why you'd I do love them. I don't know why you get into politics as a vampire. I just don't understand why you'd be like. You know what? I'm a vampire, but I would love to go to meetings and um, like have a like a very serious job, and um, like try and rise up the ranks of va- vampire politics. Like, why would you want that if you're a vampire? Like, abs- okay. the structure thing is just like no. Um, I don't understand why there's a structure like this. I would not want it. Like a king and queen makes more sense to me because it feels like more to do with age and like something like that rather than Mm. but like the actual like there's a board and there's a vampire league and it's just like oh my god guys no don't do that
0: I'm kind of into it because I'm very into like political shows and all those structures. And I'm like, oh, I want to see the meeting notes from the Vampire League of America. I like, want to know who the authority is and all the shady government situations. But that's just me. It's like the West Wing plus vampires. I'm into it.
1: But... I just like I, I reject any kind of structure if you're that kind of creature of the night. Where you have to have like mm. structure and laws and stuff, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I refuse. I'd be I'd be Russell Edgington. I'd be that vampire. I'd be like running around ripping like <laughs> spines out. Like, no, no, no. You can't hold me down. Um, but I think overall they do it really well. And I I I guess I guess as an argument for, like we were saying about the show does really well of like if vampires did come out of the coffin, that would probably have to happen mm. at some point. Like Hmm. I reject the idea that this, this existed before they came out the coffin, but I understand it happening afterwards more. Yes. Um,
0: and we haven't even gotten into the whole like religious aspect of no. vampires with Lilith, Lilith and, and Bilith. The vampire I think,
1: Byler? I
0: had a malfunction. And malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I know, like the whole vampire camps and yeah. uh, the fellowship of the sun. Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like there might have to be a second part to this so conversation after, after, after it, you a, finish the show. There's
1: a lot, there's a lot we haven't covered. Like the, yeah, like the, like the, the church and the, the, the religious part of it and like Eric's sister and, oh my God. All kinds of stuff. Who I bumped into a pub once and I was just like, hello. Let's
0: be frank. We fight like siblings, but we fuck champions. like champions.
1: I mean, what a what a sentence. What a world. Um,
0: <laughs> but before, before we continue watching True Blood, I only rewatched up until the end of season four. Okay. I might have to buy the rest of the series. You might have to, to try and find that collection. box set. The second part of that box set
1: somewhere, Anna. <laughs> might have to hop online, find it
0: somewhere. Do you think... It's worth rewatching and has it been worth rewatching for you.
1: Oh, a hundred percent worth rewatching. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Like, I said this to you in a text that this was uh True Blood walk so Riverdale could run. Like, if you think <laughs> yeah. Riverdale is bonkers, like Riverdale doesn't even have the actual character development structure that True Blood has. But this is like far and away, like just the birthplace of all these bonkers shows um it goes all over the place you couldn't you couldn't if you watching the first season you could not predict where it's going the things that are going to turn up and happen you literally couldn't you could predict who's gonna bang who probably but like not like what the big bad's gonna be in each season how it's gonna turn out you really couldn't And um, there are offshoots they're like little sto- offshoot storylines that you didn't expect like when Lafayette's possessed by that lady who wants to steal the baby, oh, yeah. like there are all these little like facets that are just like not even part of the main storyline. It's like, it's wild. It's a wild ride. Um, you get to see It's. I feel like there's something for everyone, but there's definitely a lot of like very strapping men, um, who have their shirts off a, a lot of the time. Um, and are good at sex and like in a way that like they make it seem like you're, I believe it. You're like, Oh, Mm-hmm. they seem like they would be good at this um it, it's sexy it's like silly in a lot of ways there's loads of funny one-liners there's loads of funny characters um yeah and there's a good amount of like fighting and all the other stuff you want with vampire stories in it i 100 percent, if you've never watched it before watch it <laughs> if someone has
0: never watched true blood before and has just spent an hour and a half listening to us laugh and talk and thirst about it. A, I am impressed with your life choices, because <laughs> how? Why? But okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Please leave a review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts.
1: If you haven't seen if... it, hit Anna up. She has a box set. Uh, <laughs> the the has it. But she has the
0: box set. But, um, but <laughs> I feel very box set shamed right now. <laughs>
1: If you have watched it, you haven't watched it because I was the same as you. I hadn't really thought about it in a long time, mm. but it's worth watching for that reason. I don't think it's a show that people re-watch regularly, so it's yeah, I feel like if you've watched it in the, when you if you watched it when it first came out, you probably haven't seen it in a long time. Mm. It's definitely worth going back
0: um you, you know what? I don't think people talk about the show enough because right. usually I watch a okay, this is not even the nerdiest thing about me, but I watch a lot of video essays. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a lot. Um on YouTube and video anywhere with those video essays at festivals, I will watch them. I really love the format. I find it's really interesting. Anyway, I was looking for, knowing that we were gonna record this today, looking for any vid- any any video essays about mm. your blood. Couldn't find a single one.
1: I think it was just before it's not had the cult following the show like Buffy, or mm. where people are like, like rewatch, 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 talk about, talk about, talk about um and it was just before people were like as things were happening were doing things like video essays and whatever so i think it people just kind of it happened and then people kind of forgot about it and then no one has been really re-watching it like i said like i was saying like it feels niche I mean, now which is weird yeah it was a massive show it but, was huge yeah but now it feels like a niche thing that like not it's not something that you could assume that most people had seen like with a lot of shows like that so it's quite an odd one um maybe. What I'm saying is one. that
0: if maybe uh, what I'm saying, if someone wants to give you and me money to like do a, v- a very long video essay It will be detailed <laughs> <slash> doc- <laughs> It might not be a video essay, it might be like a feature length film.
1: <laughs> or a series of video essays.
0: Oh my god, yes. Maybe we
1: do one for each season. If so now if anyone wants to be true blood in that way and wants a series of video essays, seven seven episodes Maybe, maybe eight to round it off, just so we do like a roundup. Yeah. The final. Yeah. Me and Anna are available. Anna has a box set.
0: <laughs> I have a box set.
1: I have the Merlots uniform. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, let's let us know. Let us know because I'd be very up for that. i I'm picking so clips up for that. For oh my god.
0: Oh my god. Just oh, just so many. Just you know. An actual professional reason to, <laughs> to like, deep dive and pause on, these... you know, the perfect butt shot of Eric Northman.
1: I have these videos of Eric. Yes. His
0: ass should have been cast. His ass should have gotten cast credit in the it's fourth season because, oh
1: boy. Just the, all the reasons to have like little videos of Eric Nilsson and Toff and also it's like there's a it's for work. I I have to have them, it's not just for my Let's work. It's work. Like, because my, um, it's actually work. Yeah. <laughs> it's already been an issue. Like with the guy I'm seeing, right? I'm watching it and he's like, what? and I'm like, oh no, I don't watch it for the topless men not why <laughs> I'm, no. it's for the vampire lore that's why I'm watching it yeah um, and like it's I for have, intellectual reasons <laughs> it's not because I have an enormous disgusting crush on I Skarsgard. <laughs> that is definitely not that reason <laughs> um, if, and also if you haven't watched a show and you have a crush on that man this is definitely something this is like going to be catnip for you this is like what okay. you need to be seeing this is the most you're going to be seeing of this man's body and him having sex and anything Ever, like it's him at his like peak, like being utilized in that way, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and he's very good at it, at the smolder, the scars, guard smolder. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend, highly, highly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a perfect note to end on. And where can people find more of your work online, Azar? Uh,
1: if you follow me on Twitter at Isara underscore, BB, is that right? Yeah, I that's know- right. Okay. Um- <laughs> I remember your Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> uh, and if um, you, you follow me there, I always announce stuff on there um, or on Instagram at Azarosaurus. Um, or you can find me on the final girls' uh, podcast episodes, other podcast episodes, and also on the Bloody Women uh, uh, film journal where I have a column and I also sometimes write reviews or articles, but a column every month so um, yeah that's
0: where you can find me amazing and uh, you know in the next part <laughs> we will talk about fairies we will and vampire about... politics and Christopher Maloney
1: and oh we didn't touch on Christopher <laughs> Maloney yeah and Christopher <laughs> Maloney yes we will talk oh my god I was so excited part do <laughs> I'm getting ready I'm going to be I'm going to be watching this I have an excuse now to watch till the end <laughs> As if I wasn't going to do it anyway. But um, yeah, I'm going to do it.